0: Oh, <laughs> of Cannabis Tech Talks. I'm your host, Patricia Miller, executive editor with Cannabis and Tech Today. We're here at MJ BizCon on site. We're at the PolyScience Booth, our wonderful title sponsors. I'm sitting down with Shane Johnson. He is the senior vice president and general manager of Bay Medica. Shane, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I'd like to add Shane is also a doctor and the co-founder, original co-founder of Bay Medica. Um, so tell me you're making synthetic cannabinoids?
1: We, we basically employ what would be traditional, uh, you know, biotechnology approaches to making compounds. So synthetic biology, in our case, yeast fermentation, we utilize chemistry. So these are the same types of processes that are used to make make citric acid found in a lot of foods, used to make caffeine that would be found in your Red Bull or Coca-Cola, because that's not getting extracted from tea leaves or or coffee beans, used to make vitamins A and D found in the organic milk that. You, you may drink or your you know kids may drink. So it, it basically employing science, uh, tried and true methodologies to make some of these rare cannabinoids that the plant does make, but makes in very small quantities. So it makes it inefficient to, to utilize as a source.
0: Okay. That's super interesting. I, I, for one, I didn't realize all of those were synthetically made, but I guess of course they would be. And then for two, how are you using yeast uh, to, to simulate
1: these? Yeah, so we, as I said, we've used yeast. We've used chemistry. Um, when you're when you do use synthetic biology, you're reprogramming the genetics of that organism to basically take sugar uh, and and other materials as input and convert that into uh, the cannabinoid of choice. So in this case, you, you know. You, um, you know, rather than having, since we're, we're basically using the same yeast that is used to make beer. So, you know, at the end of the day, rather you just reprogram the the, the yeast so that it's making cannabinoids rather than beer. Um, we've made, I don't know, 20, 30 or more cannabinoids using this. A lot of the work that we've done at scale, that is that is, is done using chemical synthesis as well, just because the the market isn't there yet for metric tons of these rare cannabinoids on a routine basis which is really where one needs to get to uh you know to have synthetic biology make sense from a from a financial perspective uh you know um in in this industry
0: so what are the the cannabinoids you're finding the most demand for
1: the two that we are finding the most demand for that we make are cannabichromine, or CBC, and tetrahydrocannabavarin, or THCV. Um, both very interesting cannabinoids in their own right. and Yeah, happy to dive yeah. into them if you don't know much. Or, or
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it'd be really fun to explore those. I've heard THCV... Um, I've heard it termed kind of the diet weed it's it's like not supposed to be munchy inducing supposedly can you tell us more about sure it?
1: And, and more recently with the the uh you know all the all the all the recent press around some of these new pharmaceuticals in in, the, in this space you know people are even calling it the azembic of of uh, you know of cannabis or cannabinoids so um very interesting compound it uh, there's some actually some pretty good human data around that one uh, done in uh, you know some phase two clinical trials in Europe uh, and and for THCV what they've found is that it can help to normalize uh, mm-hmm. metabolism normalize blood sugar levels there are certainly a lot of people who believe it increases energy and focus as well as decreases appetite so
0: that's super um, exciting. pretty
1: pretty interesting compound yeah yeah
0: tell us about can chrome, cannabicrom-
1: Cannabichromine, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, cannabichromine is, is a, a very unique compound as well. It is, um, has a lot of anti-inflammatory effects as most cannabinoids do. Uh, people are using it as a kind of a, you know, more more to, to impact mood. There's some very good preclinical data, at least, showing that it may have up to 10 times the anti-anxiety effects of, uh, of CBD. Now, I can't tell you that that's necessarily what it does in humans. The human data doesn't exist, uh, but, but certainly anecdotes support that it may have a role in that regard. A lot of people are also using CBC to enhance the effects or um, provide synergistic effects with other cannabinoids. So whether that's using it with CBD, to enhance some of the effects of CBD, whether that's for treating, you know, people sometimes use CBD for pain, for instance. So that's that's one. Or whether it is, um, you know, THC, there are a number of folks combining CBC with THC uh, because they believe that it is, again, maybe creating a better experience for the consumer.
0: That's interesting. Are, are people asking a lot of questions around like the safety of, of using synthetic compounds?
1: Um, to some extent, but I would say you know if the if the if the questioning is around the safety of it being synthetic, it's it's misguided as a question, because again, if you take a multivitamin, pretty much everything in that multivitamin is synthetic or synthesized. We prefer to use this term synthesized because if you tell me synthetic cannabinoid, I think K two and spice. Okay, those sure. are cannabinoids that have no molecular similarity, really to. Any of the cannabinoids from the plant, they happen to bind the CB1 receptor really, really tightly. Mm. Uh, so that's why they were, came to be, and and people ah. use them, and it gets they get you high as a kite. Um, so so we we I tend to talk about them as synthesized cannabinoids, but they're the same as what you would find in the plant, and done right, honestly, it, you know, even in normal extraction processes for the plant, purification processes. Conversion of CBD to CBN, or it, 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 you know, a lot of these things that people do all the time with hemp-derived material, we're doing the same thing. We're using very similar chemicals. We're using very, you know, and we start with natural ing- natural starting points as well. We start with, you know, all of it all is found in the plant um you know so anyhow the the, citral is found in plants so these are these are common ingredients and we just happen to use other techniques to put them together to make cannabinoids and at the end of the day it comes down to purification do you have an understanding of the purity profile do you understand the impurity profile do you have a good handle on residual solvents pesticides heavy metals all of that and i would say generally speaking when you synthesize compounds, you have better control over all of those aspects, not mm. less control, and you should have a w- more safe product at the end of the day.
0: Great point. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Uh, is this something that would typically be added to like a distilled or like a, a resin rosin product or?
1: Certainly, people are adding. I think the cannabinoids we make to other, you know, to mm-hmm. say a. You know whether it's a CBD extract or a a, a a THC distillate, in part to provide more effect-based outcomes, right? Where you can say, okay, I want this, I, I want to ha- have have my 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 customer, my consumer feel this way, mm-hmm. and by adding some of these other rare cannabinoids and being able to create a more consistent profile, um, because there are plant, there are strains that will make THCV, there are strains that will make CBC getting that to be truly consistent from harvest to harvest, from extraction to extraction is really, really tough. Yeah. So if you actually have, um, if, if you utilize some of these rare cannabinoids that you want to have a, a, a more prominent presence in your product, you can create a much more consistent product profile that frankly is more portable across state lines, even in a regulated market uh, than, than not because we can, Sell what we make across state lines. So if you want ah. to, then you may have a different profile input material in California than in Nevada, than in Illinois. You want to make your products relatively similar, but employ rare cannabinoids. This is a way to do that.
0: What a cool point! I didn't realize that you could transport it. That's yeah, great.
1: we, we all, most of our products are you know free from THCV. Excuse me, THC. Yeah. Um, so you know, in, in that regard, we 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 can you know we're compliant by all of the, all of the standards out there.
0: That's awesome. So to me, it sounds like you're able to, to offer more of that consistency to not only, you know, the producers, but consumers. And I think that's where the industry has to go. If you're looking for wider adoption and especially to start erasing some of that stigma is if you can give people the more consistent experience with the effects that they're, desiring that they intend when they consume it you're, you're going to have a better industry.
1: That's certainly our, our belief and, and not just a consistent experience but differentiated from if it's THC alone or CBD alone.
0: Yeah yeah That's awesome. Well um, what do you think is on the, the horizon for Bay Medicas uh, going into
1: 2024? Look, we are bullish on the future for rare cannabinoids. Absolutely, um, I think we are seeing steady traction. We're seeing a lot of inbound inquiries, uh, so we think that um, you know that we're we're in a good place right now in terms of uh, you know manufacturers and ultimately even end consumers becoming aware that for the. You know, to get the products that they want, that make them feel the way they want to feel, or offer the relief they want to ha- to have, that incorporating some of these rare cannabinoids can really make a huge difference.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point. Um, where can our listeners go to keep up with what Baymedica is doing and kind of look for some of those innovations coming to a place where they are?
1: Well, we—I mean, we, have, we obviously our website has you know a certain element of news and 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 uh, you know blog. We sell mostly through distributors and those distributors in turn, you know, it helps us cover the market. We're a small team. We focus on what we do really well, which is research and development and, and making these rare cannabinoids. Um, and others are better suited to, to, to cover the market and make it available. So, um, you know, I'd say a lot of a lot of that is uh, also kind of out there in, in, in the market with our distributors and, and things like that we will put for you know when we see something we're on LinkedIn we, you know so if we see something that we we think uh, you know makes a lot of sense there we will absolutely promote it in terms of good research around any of the cannabinoids we make or what have you so um, you know but but we ourselves are you know not probably as forward in the market as we as, as we would love to be but we just don't have the the scale and bandwidth ourselves to do that
0: Well, I appreciate it. I'm sure anyone who's looking for that uh, will be eager to look up (laughs) Baymedica.
1: Yeah. And happy to put anybody in touch with the the distributors we work with. who do a great job of covering the market. And uh, yeah, absolutely. That's
0: great. Well, thanks so much for chatting with us. I know I learned a lot and I'm sure our audience did as well. Um, So on behalf of Patricia Miller and Dr. Shane, uh, thanks for joining us for this episode of Cannabis Tech Talks. And until next time, stay elevated.
1: Thank you so very much.
0: deserve a choice in your growing media. With Vita Wool, you finally have one. Vita Wool plugs, blocks, and slabs are made from 70% recycled content here in North America and give you the precision and control you always get from your growing media with the customer service you've never gotten. See why more growers are switching to Vita Wool. get a spec sheet, and join the movement at vidawool.com. Hey, hello, I'm Tommy Chong. If you want something really nice in your laboratory, buy Durachill.
1: I'm telling you, if you're not using this Durachill, you're not really in the pot business. You're just on the fringe of it. So if you really want to get serious, man, this is what you need. You need a Durachill in your life. You've got the technology here to have the cleanest, purest, healthiest product. I'm impressed. You want me to sell this? Buy it. Try Durachill or else. If your chillers down, you ain't making money. And you heard it from me, Tommy Chong.
0: Brought to you by Poly Science.
1: This show was produced by Cannabis Tech Today and Pretty Easy Podcasts. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com now if you're looking to get professional production help on your own podcast at an affordable rate. Pretty Easy Podcasts, making podcasting pretty easy.